moving up the mountain on their way to use the heart of the void, the party came across a small mountain fort above the ruins of a great refugee camp that held nothing but burnt-out tents and squandered hopes. Now, confronted by the commander and his regiment of kinlish infantry, the party is put in a dire situation where their lives and the lives of their companions may be on the line. Currently, as it stands, the party is situated behind some outcropping rocks, except for Brynir, who is surrounded by Elfkin soldiers, swords drawn, pressed up against his neck. The commander of this regiment has just ordered the death of Corio, and his soldiers begin to move to carry out those orders. Now, now what exactly do you hope to avoid by killing this uh, member of our group? Hope to avoid? What do you mean, hmm? If we are to join you, tell you more of whatever you want to know, and then I, I honestly don't know what exactly you have planned after that, but clearly by killing this one here, you're trying to avoid something. Keep one less troublemaker in your... I, I, I don't know, but I assure you, she will be no trouble. She is sanguine. That is trouble enough. Well, how about we put it this way? If you kill her, we won't answer your inquiries. You will in time. We don't really have time. You are in no position here to be bargaining. It may not appear that way, no. You and yours will be restrained and brought into the fort. Questioned, tortured, if need be, and this one, he points to Corio, will die. Now, his soldiers take another step forward, their swords drawn. What is Corio doing at this? Like, what, what does she look like? What's her expression? Is she looking frantic? Is she... Her expression is cool, collected, but her eyes betray a bit of her thoughts, glancing between yourself, Rolandir, and these approaching Elfkin. Kill her and you make an enemy of Yakuda. The commander gives a sharp whistle and his soldiers stop in their tracks and he looks at you, eyes boring into you. And he raises an eyebrow and says, I have heard many things in my time. That is a new one. Explain yourself, supposed Godborn. Now I have to explain myself. (laughs) (laughs) She is our guide, specifically given to us to help us complete the tasks that we have set out to complete. We are allied with Yakuda and seek to do her bidding. And you expect us to believe that the kin mother would debase herself by one, first and foremost, allying with humans, and two, traveling with sanguine. Have you seen the state of the world? I am all too aware of it, are you? These deep dwellers have laid waste to kinlish lands and holdings, massacred our people en masse. That is what we are trying to put an end to. You put an end to it by putting them to the sword. It is simple as that. Why is violence the answer? There is nothing else left in the world. Diplomacy? Negotiation? Whatever hope you have held on to for peace between disparate clans is ill-placed at such a time as this. There is still hope. I wish I could share your naivete. What's stopping you? Because my hands are already dripping with human, kinlish, and sanguine blood. My hands are not exactly clean. I don't believe it is ever too late to stop and 
change. Roll persuasion. (laughs) (laughs) Calc 20. The commander pauses at this. You see the gears working in his head behind his eyes, and finally he closes them, gives a deep sigh, and seems to relent. Very well. She will live for the time being, but this does not bar you from question. You will not escape that. I don't think you'll find us very um, difficult to get answers from, honestly. We desire nothing more than to be able to carry on our journey, if that is an option you will offer us, should we answer your questioning. Time will tell. Chain them, bring them inside, and he'll turn and start walking back toward the fort with a couple soldiers, leaving the rest to restrain the lot of you. Rolandir goes willingly. So will Val. This is as far as he thinks that his (laughs) words are going to get him at the moment, so cooperation now. Yeah, Brittany's pretty okay with that. Not the the whole fighting situation. That's what he was kind of hoping to avoid anyways, so. Yeah, Mick will submit as well. Vumak does not put up a fight. Neither will Corio, though she does so uneasily. A lot of you then, Corio, Luna, Mick, Brynir, Vumak, Val, and Relandir, are bound with iron shackles on your wrists behind your backs and marched up the hill into the fort proper, where the portcullis and gate are closed behind you. You're ushered inside, where you glimpse a greater hall through a small antechamber, before you're led down a small spiral staircase into a dungeon. You're separated by twos into cells. Rolandir and Luna, Corio and Mick, Brynir and Val, and Vamak is by himself. Your jailer, after locking the last cell and reattaching this key ring to his belt, goes back to the staircase and gives the lot of you a parting glance and something of a laugh before just going back upstairs. Are these cells close enough that we can still communicate with each other, or is essentially we are just partitioned off from the others only communicating with the one who is in our cell? No, it's a it's a block of, say, six cells, three on one side, three on the other. There's a single torch burning at the terminal end of the hall, but then that's the only source of light, it would seem. There are no windows. All right, well, we managed to not get killed or have any one of us killed. But, and he just kind of rattles the shackles behind his back. This isn't exactly optimal. No, if worse comes to worse and they leave us here overnight, perhaps we just rest here and then take a risk at a teleport? Maybe. I think we could do with perhaps something a little less intent-heavy. Honestly, I'm at a bit of a loss here exactly what we can and can't do without causing mortal wounds to those on whom we draw, but hopefully we'll have an idea somewhat soon exactly what they want from us. Well, if a fight breaks out, Luna speaks up, I don't see how we're getting out of it without using intent. We can't best them otherwise. On our way in, did we see more kin aside from the ones who came out to surround us? Yes. Why don't you roll perception for me? see how good of an idea you got of their forces. That is a 16. While you were being moved into the fort through the courtyard and then down to the dungeon, you feel like you glanced and counted around, you'd probably say two dozen unique kin. 
Did we notice anything coming in, like exits? Do we have any perception about the layout of this fort? It's hard to tell outside of the courtyard and curtain wall, and then just seeing that it's a pretty minimalist box fort. So, no. Okay. The only layout you really gleaned is the entrance and then into this greater hall, and then you were immediately put downstairs. I do believe that Val has the right idea, though. Rest here would be probably our best course of action, even if we are captured. No, that's a good point. We've been traveling (laughs) pretty much an entire day with no rest. A night's sleep, albeit on cold floors and chains, could do as well. Now looking towards the cell where Corio is, it might not have hurt to have let us know exactly what the Sanguine had been doing to the kin prior to uh, getting this far, but eh, at least now we know. I can only speak to my own sect. There are deep colonies all over the fell. To whom they have aligned themselves, I do not know. It does not concern me. It did not concern Vale. Those he could not bring into the fold were lost to him. Their actions are not mine, though it is disheartening to see that Elkin, of all people, would so quickly generalize. Well, do we want to at least agree on a plan, then, should nothing happen when we wake up in the morning or things turn for the worst and we realize they are not going to be as friendly as they seem? Yes, personally, I don't see us sneaking or fighting our way out of here without some sort of bloodshed on either side, which I think we would all like to avoid. There might be a better way that is less intense of intent than a teleport, but I would have to think for a moment. I could perhaps summon the Archbishop and turn her into not an owl and have her look for keys or otherwise. And what exactly is this Archbishop? She's uh, my familiar, a sort of, I don't know, fey creature that looks like an owl most of the time. Very well. That is one route. I propose another. And there's just this kind of clanking sound as Corio's shackles fall to the ground. (laughs) And she just rolls her wrists and kind of cracks her neck a little. I think it would be best if we uh, left immediately. I do not know uh, all of your experiences with Elfkin, but uh, recently, however, you have seen how they are willing to treat one such as myself. And I am not counting on their hospitality come morning. Well, if getting out now is an option... I'm for it. And Relator stands up and is going to kind of go wait by the door. Perhaps it might be better to, I don't know, wait a couple hours. I'd imagine they would leave some guards out, but the elf can eat their sleep as well. Maybe we stand more of a chance if we wait for them to go to bed. At the very least, we should rest. Depart as quickly as we can after that. Where are we going to camp? We cannot go much further. There are paths up the mountain past this fort. Once we clear it... I doubt they will pursue us very far. Why wouldn't they pursue us? Oh, there is nothing up there but wilderness, cold storm, ice, snow, barely any shrubbery or the sorts. Wild animals, yes, like to prey upon refugees, she does air quotes, such as ourselves. And how are we going to get from here to the exit? Perhaps that is when you will have to use a bit of your intent, huh? Is Rolander able to feel out at all, like, any sort of general idea of 
magnitude of intent usage of, say, like a teleport versus an invisibility spell. Roll Arcana. It's an 18. For the most part, you feel it would be about the same draw, large or small. It's less so about the magnitude and more so about the amount. So we have, like, limited uses, but we can spend those however we want. That's what you're able to garner, yes. Okay. There is one other factor we must calculate in our gear. We're not going to make it far without it. Although our likelihood of actually getting out would be greater with merely teleporting out of here. Brynir's right. We can't just go out of here without our weapons, much less our packs, more food, anything else. Maybe it would be better to try to conceal ourselves, or someone at least, scout out ahead, find out where things are, and then go forward from there. I can make us invisible. It's just a matter of sneaking from there. Well, this whole time in her cell, Corio has been working at the lock, and finally you hear a resounding clunk, and the door swings open just a hair. She closes it, not locking it, obviously, again, but she looks at the lot of you and then says, Well, come nightfall or whenever that is, we can go and be well. Corio, honestly, I'm your cellmate. You couldn't bother to unlock my <laughs> chains? <laughs> She gives a little smirk and then walks over to you and starts picking away at Mick's shackles. Thank you. Here is a question that I would pose. Do we want to even attempt to speak with them, answer their questions, or are we just going to attempt escape first? The worry would be that if we attempt to escape but we're caught, I do believe the consequences would be dire. They're not going to give us a second chance, exactly. No. However, if we wait until they begin to question us, that could take who knows how long, and then they'll for sure keep their eyes on us during that entire process. But they can't keep their eyes on us if they cannot see us at all. Yes, I I lean towards acting proactively rather than trying to react to whatever they will do. I think we should escape soon. Val will nod and sort of look to the others who he can see to get a, a temperature of the room on this. I concur. The sooner we are gone from this place, the better. Luna looks at you through the cell bars and nods her head. Whatever they have planned for us, I can't imagine it's very good. Especially now that we've told them just outright who we all are, at least who we purport ourselves to be. They didn't seem mighty kind about it. Then, I doubt they will now. I don't want to wait to be tortured. Very well. How long are we going to wait then? Can we assume that all of them are asleep then? Like I said, probably not all of them. I imagine they would leave some guards to watch through the night, but it is about time when I, at least, would be turning in for the night, so I imagine most of them would be as well. I could also, if we wanted to dip into the pool of intent even further, I can telepathic bond us. Whatever helps. I think we should establish right now who's going to use intent and in what ways. I think we can count myself out for this. Bringing undue attention from the hostile ethereals is definitely not something that's going to be working in our favor, so I'll abstain. I believe whatever our plan, once we reach our weapons and such, I imagine the element of surprise will have left us. Yes, we should have a clear path, at least in our minds, how to get to the exit at all times in case something goes down. Then we just need to make it our first priority to get out. I agree. We do not stop to fight. 
And what if they do not give us a choice, hmm? Then they don't give us a choice. But ideally, we avoid it at all costs. If they notice us breaking out, they will show no quarter. So we run. Very well. <sighs> Alright, then. Corey, if you wouldn't mind assisting the rest of us with our doors and shackles. It would be my pleasure. Val, you mentioned before perhaps giving us a telepathic bond again. Is that a possibility? It, it is, yeah. It would just be another tick of intent usage. I think that if we're meant to be stealthy and, and try to go up there without detection, I think that that would be necessary. I agree. Unfortunately, it's a necessity. I can telepathically link up to eight willing creatures. Um, good thing there are seven of us. Okay, let's see. It lasts for an hour, so it will last exactly as long as we are invisible. So I'll go ahead and do that first. As you're preparing this spell, this pair of spells, Corio takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get through all the locks on all the doors and the shackles, during which you are undisturbed by the Elfkin soldiers. Um, okay, so I will telepathic bond us. Once we're all unlocked, I want to maximize time on this. I will be targeting a Valor and not Yakuda. <laughs> so, okay. sorry, Vale. So I'll telepathic bond first, and then I will upcast a ninth level invisibility. All right, as everyone is freed and congregates between the cells. This is telepathic. Do we want to link hands or arms or something before we go? Oh, that's right, because we can't freaking see each other. No. Uh, <laughs> I would probably advise against that with how tight these quarters are. A linked chain of seven people will surely... I don't know. I, I imagine someone needing to walk between us at times, so... With the telepathic bond, we should be fine. If we designate someone as the leader, then they guide us down which hallway they go. Yes, just vocalize where you are and what your next anticipated move is. All right. If we want to prevent getting split up, I guess you could say, perhaps we should go with partners. Corio, you and me, what about it? I don't see a problem with this. Partners seems a vice decision. All right, then. And of course, when not in pairs, there'll be one trio. And Nick looks at Vamok. <laughs> uh, the space where Vamok is, because you can't see. <laughs> I don't imagine anyone else will be going with either Luna or Val. <laughs> so, bring your Vamok and I will go together. You sense a hint of embarrassment through the telepathic bond. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> It works for me. That was going to be my suggestion as well. Let us not waste any more time then. We have a fort to peruse and find the armory, or at least where they have taken our equipment. Yes, and perhaps if you do see any food stores or things of the like, grab what you can. Corio, do you want to lead the way? I will do such, so I cannot ensure that I am any more skilled in navigating these stony halls than one of you. When we came in, obviously we saw how we got brought into the fort, so we know that way out. Did we see a general direction that they took our equipment when they took it from us? No. You were stripped of your equipment in the courtyard, and you were brought downstairs. Okay. Well, let's go. Though invisibility is great, you're unseen... You can still make noise, so everyone should roll some stealth. With advantage. With advantage. Hooray! Mick rolled a 29. Rolandier got a 14. 
18 for Val. One was a three, and the other one was a 20, so. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it was. 19 for Vamak. Yeah, Luna got 19, and Corio got 27, so. As you begin your trek up the spiral staircase, you are still pretty tightly packed, even moving in your pairs and your trio. By the time you reach the top, it's not a long walk. The spiral staircase continues upward into what seems to be a turret or a tower of some kind. Do you wish to continue upward or explore the ground level? What conceivably is upward aside from a tower? You have no frame of reference. I think we should stay ground level for now because that's the easiest escape route that if we do get caught, we don't have to go down another level of stairs. Brett looks like he has some sort of scheme. Rolandia really likes towers, so he was wanting to climb the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Rolandia's like, follow me, and he's got the 14 stealth. Boom, boom, boom. You hear a telepathic sigh if you depart the tower on the ground floor. (laughs) I just wanted to check it out, see the view. I suggest we continue on the ground floor, unless someone disagrees. I mean, we don't know what is up there, but more ground to cover down here, I suppose. Very well. Corio will continue to lead the party on the ground floor then. Moving out of this staircase and back into the hallways and the small antechamber where you were first brought in, you know, next to this entrance hall and then this great hall, the doors to which are now shut. You have another option. There seems to be one corridor that continues straight and branches off on different intervals and then a sharp right turn that seems to follow the perimeter of this great hall. Merlander will say, I think we should look on the right-hand side here. And follow the perimeter of the great hall, then, yes? Yes. Then that is what we'll do. Please, quiet now. And Corio whispers in the telepathic bond, <laughs> as unnecessary <laughs> as it is. She'll stalk along, leading the group down this hallway until you come to the end where you're met with another junction, though this one doesn't leave you much of a choice. The doors to the left and right are locked, while forward presents a passage that splits off perpendicular to the current hallway, left and right. Right is dark. There isn't much noise or commotion, whereas left, the door at the end of this hall is slightly ajar, and you hear muted conversation and see the flickering of torchlight. Corio turns to the group, though you can't tell because she's invisible, and she says in the bond, I do not imagine they are having a lively dinner in the armory, so I would not suggest we go that way. I agree. Same. Very well. And Corio will continue to lead your group down this hall. Almost immediately, one of these soldiers bustles past, and Corio will flatten herself against the wall. Your previous stealth checks will persist here. And with that, you remain undetected. Yay! However, moving forward, it does seem to become apparent that you're going in the right direction. As you see what seems to be a storage closet of sorts off to one side with a barred metal door. And then moving ahead into these darker rooms, it would seem this is where the fort's munitions and armor and weapons seem to be held. Though whether yours are among it, who's to say? Point of order, do I have the heart of the void? <laughs> Prison pocket. Oh, 
<laughs> I, I hope you put it in the prison pocket. What? Got, they didn't take that from me, did they? Anything else? Where, where were you keeping nope. it? <laughs> no. In fact, now that you bring it up, you recall uh, not really have even placing it in your mind at the time, but it seemed to have defied discovery Ooh. by your captors. Nice. Val feels a sort of fear and fondness for this scary object. Can we see anything in there, or is that just our cordial's assumption that that's an armory? No, you can clearly see that it's an armory, though the door seems to be barred from the other side. I.e., even if you were to pick the lock, you couldn't open it. Mm. Cordial, can you see if my loot is in that room? That is what you are worried about at the present time? Forgive me, but yes, that is uh, important <laughs> for me to retrieve. I, I will look, but I cannot get a good view, and so we are inside. And as it stands, I do not know exactly how to get in there. Well, we'll worry about that when we get there. You will. <laughs> oh my gosh. Miku has had her hand on her shoulder this whole time. Just kind of tightens a grip a little bit, like a little massage. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> each to their own, right? If it is barred from the inside, how do they get in and out? There must be an alternate path. Or someone inside. Could knock. <laughs> we could knock, and then they would open the door, and there wouldn't be anybody there. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I hope you're not honestly suggesting that, Rolandier. Not really. Although, if nothing else, it could be a way to get the door open. But, last resort. Let's keep looking. Does the hallway continue further down, or do we need to find another route down a different hallway? It branches off into multiple other rooms, a staircase that goes both up and down. There are lots of paths to take. Okay. If you want to do some snooping about, you can roll respective investigation. I would love to roll investigation. That is what I am technically best at for some reason. <laughs> Cario's also going to roll investigation. 19. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah, Rolander will do one. He's particularly looking for particular ways that physically would make sense to be connected or adjacent to the armory that could also lead to a path in. Great. Uh, Rolander got a 15. He's not rolling great today. Corio voices her opinion that she believes there's probably a door in one of the adjacent rooms. Uh, so one of the other storage closets or places where weapons and things are placed that one can enter in through. Val is of a similar impression, though you still hold that there might be a more straightforward approach. And Rolandir is pretty convinced that the answer lies upstairs. Up the tower! <laughs> <laughs> tower, tower! Corio, looking back at what she surmises to be the group's positions, says through the telepathic bond, I believe if we search through the adjacent rooms, we may find some sort of passage, a door or whatnot that we can open and perhaps lead into this armory proper. Uh, yes, I, there has to be something close by, easy to get to. I don't know why, but I think we need to go up. What did for? Hear me out. I just think this fortress, small as it may have appeared from the outside, there's just too much ground in here to cover as a large group as we are now. We're already in quasi-subgroups. Why don't we take ten minutes of what we have, spread out, 
explore more ground, and then we can still communicate. We'll meet up somewhere. You think there is a room upstairs that then, what, joins with the armory? Yes. <laughs> can anyone else besides myself pick a lock? If anyone can, I can spare a lock pick. Well, what the heck? I'll take one. <laughs> We're not going to strong arm our way through the locks, Rolandia. I have finesse, Valmes. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. We're wasting time standing here talking about it. We can go, we can split up, and the faster I go and explore this path and find out there's nothing up there, the faster I will come back down. Oh, we are well, but someone should go with you. Where are you, Rolandia? I will give this to you. Is there anyone around us that we can tell? There aren't any other Elvkin soldiers here for the moment. He just, like, kicks a little pebble on the floor, just just nudges it a little bit. She doesn't see it. <laughs> I, look, look at the ground. I'm, I'm nudging a pebble. <laughs> what? You're nudging a pebble. Why don't you just head towards that torch over there, Rolandia? Uh, come to the torch, Rolandia. Okay, fine. And Rolandia goes to the torch. <laughs> She's like reaching out, like you feel her hand like on on your shoulder and then your chest. I assume this is you? Yes, that's me. And she'll follow your anatomy to your hand and then place the lockpick in your palm. Perfect. Wonderful. As soon as Relander has the lockpick in hand, he will just say, Well, the mock, Brynir, care to join? I will go with you. I have no use of anything in the armory, so it does not make much sense for me to be there if we get in. Brynir, I suppose you could tell someone else what you need. In other words, Vimok doesn't think this is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Brynir also doesn't think this is the right way. I don't need to be there when we open the armory, so I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> if we can find another way out as well from the roof, perhaps we're not going to go through the front door. There could still be something of value up the tower, even if it is not an entrance to the armory. Yes, yes, but we won't know unless we go looking. Now, are you coming? Yes, Rolandia, let's go. Excellent. If you run into trouble, the bond will carry the distance. So don't think that you can have any secret conversations, the three of you. Alright, so lockpick in hand and having the... uh traveling consent of Amok and Brynir, Rolandir will then lead the group up, 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 up the stairs he goes. Alright, downstairs, the group of Val, Luna, Mick, and Corio will begin poking around these back rooms. Up the stairs, Rolandir leading the way of Brynir and Vamok. You work your way up, carefully, quietly, but quickly. And you reach this second floor without any disturbance. But rounding the corner as soon as you do is a patrolling Elfkin soldier. Again, we'll say that your previous stealth checks will persist and you remain undetected. From here, you can ascertain where the armory below was in relation to, you know, where you are on this upper floor and find a pair of rooms that you guess would be situated above it. Awesome. Rolander is going to go through the first room that he encounters. Okay. Describe the manner in which you do so. Just Is it basically like a door into a room that he has to go into? Yes. Okay. He's going to listen first. He's going to put his ear up against the door. As you put your ear up against the door, roll a dexterity saving throw. 
That is 18. You flail for just a second as the door opens as you put your weight against it as one of these soldiers opens it from the inside, swinging it inward. You quickly back up and just blaster yourself against the opposite wall as this Elfkin soldier leaves what seems to be, and you glance inside, a latrine. And it's... It smells like something fierce. Do a constitution saving throw to see if you gag. (laughs) (laughs) And the elfkin soldier walks by. Okay. Obviously, that was the wrong door of the pair. Taking a couple breaths plastered up against this wall, Rolandier gives a few uh, shallow breaths to avoid being heard by anybody, and then a few slow, deep breaths. All right, then. Next door. And he's going to slowly progress and can he like are these the type of keyholes that he could look through no all right then he is going to do the same thing this time being prepared for it to open at a moment's notice to listen to the second door you hear a scraping noise perhaps metal on leather it's unclear from behind this door and light shatter but nothing else and aside from these two doors does the hallway continue on Yes, but no other rooms are present where you've, you know, placed the armory beneath. Okay. Is there anything leaning up against the wall, like, I don't know, a planter or something? No, there are no plants. (laughs) I, I guess just something that could conceivably make a noise out in the hallway that would might cause these people to open the door and check. There are metal sconces holding small candelabras. All right. In the telepathic bond, Rolander says, I can hear some things going on behind this door. I obviously don't just want to creak it open. Perhaps we could cause some sort of noise out here, make them open it, take a peek. Something just falling off the walls, perhaps. You could try knocking, was it? Yes, but a knock is a little less subtle than just something dropping in the hallway. You expect someone to be there for a knock. If something drops, it could have just fallen. What is dropping one of the sconces? That How are these sconces, like, fastened to the wall? Like, with screws or bolts? Rivets, okay. Mm. Do you intend on ripping one of these out of the wall? You just hear silence. <laughs> You would be better served trying to make animal noises from out here. I'm sorry, did you say animal noises? All right, you know what? Vamok or Brynir, why don't one of you go a little bit further down the hall, make a call for someone, I don't know, a gathering of soldiers, whoever they need to be, and perhaps they'll come out. I'll stand by the door when they open it, either if they give me an opportunity to slip in or I can just take a peek. Uh, I will most likely just look in so I don't get trapped. Rolandia, I don't know if this course of action is necessarily, how do I put this, worth it. Corio, have you entered into the armory yet? Well, I was picking a lock that I believe to be uh, one that would go inside, but it happened to just be a broom closet. I will try another. I do not believe that Mick Orval or Luna have any success either. No, I have not. Have you not noticed my hand on your shoulder this whole time? I've been with you. Is there something that you wish for me to do? Who are you talking to, Mick? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, why you, of course. You know what? I'll make myself useful. Um, And then Mick will start 
turn very still pretty close to Corio and will start to try to look for something to do to try to get into his armory. <laughs> With the hesitation from Vamok and Brynir, Rylander says, all right, fine, you need to do something. You've got to do it yourself. So with his knowledge of Kinlish military stuff, he is certain that these are military members, like they are kin soldiers. That is plain to see, yes. What was the rank of the person who did most of the decision-making and talking as they came out? A captain. Rolandier, after getting nowhere with the yelling something down the hallway, he goes up to the door, he gives it a firm couple beats on it, and just says, Hey! Captain needs to see ya! Quickly! And he's going to take a couple steps to the side. Not to where the, the steps would, would go. And what language would he have said that in? In Kinlish. Okay, just making sure. With that, the door swings open, and two kin soldiers step out of the room and look around. Okay. Is there any way to peer through around them to observe what's inside the room, or are they pretty well blocking the door? One of them whispers to the other, both of them barring your view, and then you notice in one of their eyes already yellow, but there's a brief flash of white. And then his gaze lands right on you, and he draws his sword. 